You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. Time for another PIM Talk. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how you can prep for a PIM project. And uh, today's guest, he has the experience of both being on the customer side and also be on um, the river side as a business solution architect. So I think that will be interesting. And he is a jolly good chap. So let's go on with the PIM Talk. So today I'm very happy to have my dear friend and colleague Colin here with us at PIM Talks. So welcome, Colin. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good. So we have actually, you know, um, been on um, on both sides of this. I mean, uh, once upon a time you were a prospect on um, a company and I worked in the sales process and now we are working together. So I think we have uh, different um, experiences that we could tap into in this talk because uh, we're going to talk about uh, prepping for a prim product and uh, maybe you just could start to tell us a little bit about yourself your background and what are you doing now at Inriver? okay well um hello everybody so uh i am colin field i used to i've spent most of my life working in retail in the uk um so uh grown up managing stores and then being in field and regional management for um retailers in the uk uh most recently a health and wellness retailer the biggest one in the uk and indeed in europe um and for my last four years working with them i was in projects uh, helping deliver uh, various projects including uh, when we decided we needed a centralized database for all of our products data um, so uh, remember going through the learning uh, with them of uh, understanding that actually a centralized database for all your product data is called a PIM mm. um, it's not just a drink that we drink in the UK um, <laughs> you drink PIM what is that PIMS PIMS is a drink in the UK P-I-M-M-S okay and what's oh, in it uh, don't know but it's always drunk in the sun <laughs> Okay. With lemonade, usually. It does the trick. Okay. It does the trick. Yes, it's, it's not a bad drink. Um, so, uh, so yes, but uh, after uh, going through um, 
that work um, and uh, a little bit of a space between us uh, ended up uh, in March joining InRiver. So I'm now a senior business solutions architect in InRiver, in helping customers implement PIM into um, their businesses. Okay, and uh, you're looking right. a lot at uh, the business processes and best practices and so on, both how we work here internally at InRiver, but also yes. how you would work in a PIM product. Right? Yes, that's right. So um, towards the end of my tenure with uh, the previous employer um, uh, change management had become very much a significant piece of work both because of PIM um, because of the need for us to implement uh, uh, an ERP solution as as well so um, yeah that's kind of where my area of expertise is sitting now. Okay cool so um, looking into wh when you are starting to prep for a PIM product what should you think about what what is the most important where do you start? Where do you start? Well, I think um, the most important thing that uh, any company and anybody leading the project or sponsoring the project needs to do first is be really clear on the purpose of, of what they of, of why they need a PIM. Now, for most customers, um, especially if they're just investigating PIM before they've even thought of buying one, um, understanding the purpose is is going to come before they actually know what a PIM is yeah um, as we did we didn't know that a centralized database for product data was called a pim but you have to be really clear on what you want to do with that what's its purpose what is the problem uh, that you're trying to provide a solution for um, and really get that core belief in, uh, documented and understood between you and the stakeholders or the sponsor because that in effect becomes your mission statement for the project moving forward um, once you've got that um, you then move into the, the the detail that is the data and um, I think the, the 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 three key things that you need to know about your data is um, what what the data is um, so what data do you need to capture where is it mastered um, who's responsible for each field of data that you're documenting um, and then um, more importantly what is going to be your vision of of the source of truth for your data um, and the two key concepts there that I would call out to listeners to be conscious of is there is a distinct difference between a master of, of data and the ultimate source of truth of data. Yeah, because there I think it might be some misconceptions, right? Uh, some things that the things that that is the same thing where it's mastered or where the source of truth is so what would you say what, what's the difference in those um, aspects well specifically a uh, data is mastered in one specific place you, okay. you don't want your data being created for want of a better phrase in more than one location so if, if listeners think of um, a field of data so the color of a t-shirt where are you going to um, store for the first time or create for the first time the color of that t-shirt as a data field um, wherever you create it for the first time mm. that's its master and what you wouldn't want to be is in a place where some several systems can edit and change that color of that particular t-shirt that particular selling skew as an okay. example um, now um, source of truth is a little bit different so the, the the simple way to think about it is don't assume that source of truth is one system it can be many systems that master data and you just have to be very clear on how they are connected to each other to create the source of truth mm. uh, spoiler alert um, PIM plays a really important part yeah. in being your source of 
truth for your product data and um, uh, when you work with InRiver or our partners or even when you're figuring it out for yourself um, the, the the key mistake is to or mistake that people commonly make is to think of PIM as a, a, some auxiliary system that you know we've got a PIM it's just sitting at the side it is it is absolutely essential to the the core of your source of truth mm. um, and if it isn't the source of truth it will be one of one or two or three systems that will make up your ultimate source of truth yeah absolutely and i mean from a technical point of view i mean um, there also we have all the development with uh, microservices and so that that maybe fetch information from several um best of breed solutions where you get different information that that belongs to those and provide um, a unified interface to your different applications and so on. Exactly. So many enterprise businesses now are moving towards a a concept of a microservices layer where instead of having one big, uh, instead of the 1990s year 2000 kind of approach of one system that that does all thing uh, all things we're now going to a world where we want discrete systems that have discrete areas of expertise but they sit in a layer that creates this microservices layer of perfection if you will um you could end up deciding that 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 layer is your source of truth yeah. um, and if, if that's the case that's fine but if PIM sits anywhere outside of that layer mm. Houston we have a problem yeah, exactly so that was the data part of it but you yes. mentioned there were other aspects as well that you need to uh, look into before well yeah so I, I guess the geeks in the room will be quite happy with the first part of the conversation yeah, exactly. they can switch off now as we go into the concept that is um, workflow and, and and change management um, and I think uh, for that's that's the third piece of the puzzle really for customers Um, uh, to prepare for a PIM project in an ideal world um, workflow is going to change business processes will most likely change Um, and so understanding who your stakeholders are i.e. the people that could be or will definitely be affected by um, the introduction of this centralised place to store the product data um, and and push it out Um, you'll you'll then need to um, have as good an understanding as you can get of the current processes, business processes that exist today, because then you'll understand the flow of data and how it's used by the people that are using it. And these are the people that ultimately you're probably buying PIM to to help. Mm. Um, And if you understand both of those and you've done your your as-is process mapping uh, very well, so your current process maps very well, and you've done the work on the data as well that I've mentioned, you'll be able to be ready to do a gap analysis with um, uh, either in River or our partner uh, against your business processes as they stand today and what you can and is achievable with in River PIM. Because regardless of what PIM solution or even any IT solution that you buy these days, um, it, it's kind of folly to assume that you're going to buy the IT system that will fit your business processes as they are today perfectly yeah. um, because we can't nobody makes something that works for everybody first time round mm. um, and uh, I'm sure many of our listeners will recognize that vanilla is ideal and customization is not so the best way to avoid that is to or the best way to manage that challenge is to identify where the gaps are and then really be clear on where the gap can be fixed by simply changing your business processes to suit your new solution and where you absolutely cannot avoid mm. getting a customization. Yeah. Um, but that's um, that, th- that's the g- their problems and they're, that's fine, but they're really good problems to flesh out 
and start to understand right at the start because doing them three months into the PIM project is uncomfortable to say the least. No, uh, and I mean uh, also it usually exposes things that you are missing or that you are not doing in an optimal way, you know, where you have, you do the same work twice or three times or four times yeah. within the organization. Yeah, yeah, and, and you mentioned that we're doing this work internally on, uh, so, you know, we, we ask customers for workflows, but we're not asking customers for things that we don't want to have ourselves. So we're um, currently in one, uh, one key department, we're working to review our business processes. And when we do that, we have very simple um, two things that we want to achieve, simplification and standardization. Mm. So when somebody says to us, um, well, you know, there's lots of different ways you could do that, and there's lots of different reasons why you might want to do that differently, alarm bells goes off for us and we want to get to the place where all these different scenarios are covered by one nice clean process okay you're listening to pim talk the product marketing podcast and after this short break we're going to continue talking with colin about how you can prep for implementing a pim project pim stands for product information management and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. So uh, what I'm wondering about, I mean, how much of this should you do before you even go in and, and you know, um, starting to investigating what PIM you should buy or so on and what, what can you actually do? How much do you, do you know beforehand and what do you find out along the way? Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess the simple answer is the sooner the better. Yeah. So um, when I worked for um, uh, the previous retailer that I worked for in the UK, um, I was lucky to some degree in that we went through some of this work, a significant piece of this work, before um, we ended up completing a, a, an RFP, uh, so a request for price from um, PIM suppliers. But part of the reason we did that was because we'd selected one company to help us build what we didn't know already existed. Mm. And so the, this this knowledge was gained from answering the questions that they were asking us. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, very quickly, I, th I personally realised if I'd done this before, we'd had the conversations with them, we'd have been better off. And it and that was proved because when we ended up speaking to In River about it, we came to you with a lot of uh, very deep understanding of our systems and our business processes compared to many of the customers mm. that you see. So that's really helpful. And I think that really helped because you and I did the RFP together yeah. and um, uh, I wasn't so much fun <laughs> during those <laughs> yeah, conversations. Yeah, we were on opposite, uh, sides, <laughs> opposite uh, sides. And some, some of the, as you say, some of the requirements was quite specific uh, and so on. And it, yeah, it provided some challenging for us to comply with it. This is it, this is it. But, I, I th and, you know, looking back at that now that's where my advice comes in don't assume that you're going to get a system that will work your suit your business processes today yeah um, um and that's that's that happens a lot in in um when customers are uh, or certainly when we were trying to buy product we were always looking to pick the product that would be perfect for us and fit our solutions today 
it's the wrong way to do it, it mm. and and so um but yes it uh, it definitely um is better the sooner you know all of these things yeah. um the reason it's but the fact of the matter is most customers or most people listening to this will will recognize that the rfp itself is the journey of discovery yeah. um so uh, get that purpose narrowed down first do as much of the data and the workflow as you can beforehand um but the reality is is that we accept that you'll probably have to do that as part of the rfp or somewhere between signing on the dotted line within river and or whoever you choose but hopefully in river yeah. and the project starting but the more of that you get done before the guy turns up to complete discovery the better value you'll get out of your week of discovery mm. don't wait for discovery to start for you to understand any of that stuff so yeah i mean it, it takes a lot of knowledge and commitment and and so to, to do this work um before you start asking for a pim so i wonder what kind of person should it be internally at a company that holds this together or or does this work well insanity is a good prerequisite i think because <laughs> okay. if you aren't there beforehand you'll probably get there afterwards yeah. but no um from a from a skill set point of view you really want um really the the individual in the business uh, that would work best is somebody that's cross functional okay um so what um, does that mean yeah well cross functional so um that generally means somebody that's able to not just understand their role but understand the the roles of the other stakeholders within the business that will be engaging with or affected by the solution okay. so what i often say to people is they need to be um they need to have two things they need to be a certain level of yeah. intelligence yeah spoiler alert i kind of failed on the intelligence thing <laughs> okay. but that, that's it but they certainly have to be relatively intelligent but at the same time and to an equal level they have to have the same level of empathy with the people that they're working with mm. because empathy is understanding and if you can understand your stakeholders and understand their processes and understand what they're trying to achieve and why they're doing it the way they're doing it today well now you've got your current workflows documented correctly you know what data they're using and you understand what value that data is to them and you should be able to understand um who owns each field of of data mm. so you need you need that mindset you got to be um what I what I will say is is that you you do need to be able to embrace technical information yeah but you don't need to be an IT geek to do it Mm. In, in fact, we we joked earlier about who is the right person to do it. Well, the wrong person to do it is the guy from IT, <laughs> okay. because IT definitely um, uh, people from IT will have a very clear point of view um, about how they approach problems. It's a common process, and what you need is you need somebody from a business uh, uh, side to do it, because ultimately it's a business that's going to use the product, not IT. Yeah, I mean, then you can be focused on the output and the business needs, and not be, you know, um, get stuck in the technical details. And uh, I mean, how things works today. Yeah, IT aren't going to be there at seven o'clock at night. Uh, crying if the launch of the the new range of um, dresses hasn't gone out because the enrichment process hasn't quite worked mm. correctly because we didn't get the workflow right so yeah, yeah that's and i guess you need to have the proper mandate uh, as well internally right absolutely i was very lucky so um i worked for a team that was in effect devoid of all the others we were not um, related to it we weren't related to product we weren't related to marketing we were simply a team that did projects okay and 
um, our um, our leadership were, were on were part of the board um, or the directors. Sorry, so we had a very clear mandate there to be able to go and speak to whoever we wanted to about um, whatever we needed to know. So I think. I think you need to, whoever does it needs to be empowered by the project sponsor, whoever's leading this 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 um, project uh, at the board level to go and speak to whoever they need to speak to to understand it. If you're not in, so, you know, if you're listening today and you're that project sponsor that's thinking of signing on the dotted line for PIM, make sure somebody's empowered mm. to, to be consultative. If you're the person that's in the project, it's kind of about to start and you haven't got there and you're not sure you're empowered to be that to have those conversations well go and speak to your boss and get that 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 empowerment now because you'll need it yeah so how big an undertaking is this for for someone that that are going to lead this uh, preparation work uh, well i guess again i guess that that comes down to all the things that we discussed earlier being mm. set up for you but if if you're if the individual has the the right cross-functional skill set and an open-mindedness and engagement with their their colleagues within the business it is a lot of work but uh, um uh, you know as, a, as, a, as you can do it in three months and i know that because I, I was the guy that did it in three three to four months in my previous employment all right it's not easy no um and it's not necessarily um the uh you know, there are many ways to do it, but um, if if a business wants to run at mm. this and get answers relatively quickly, then yes, you can do it in three months. So mm. hence, that's why it's the best idea to do it. Yeah, and then you do oh, it in the proper way, right? So yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. at the uh, the purpose, uh, examining your data, looking at your workflow and processes, uh, and all of that. Yes. So yeah. that, then you're not, you know, taking the shortcuts. Then you're doing it. That's right. Yeah. Way, yeah. Yeah. So if you can do it in three months and you can do it three months quickly and one person can do that. Mm. There are other models that you can take. You can take a consultative model where you bring in the, the, the stakeholders and the, the technical people and just, and this, this product owner, if you will, and do it in an agile way where we all discuss it and come up with all of the information that we need. But I'm going to suggest that for a lot of customers, that might not be the delivered in the time scale that they need, certainly not before mm. buying a PIM. So um, I would imagine for most people, they're in businesses where they want to be running at a pace. Yeah. Um, and so quick discoveries need to be completed before doing the river. Um, so yeah, that, that's one option. All right. So, really interesting to hear about, I mean, your experiences, uh, what you have found out during being hands-on, doing this uh, thorough work before. I don't know if you have any final words uh, around this. Uh, probably don't panic would be my uh, okay. would be my favorite one. Yeah, don't, don't just just as I say, get get the purpose absolutely knuckled down with your your, your boss, and then make sure that um, to do all of the above, you're empowered to do it. And as yeah. I say, don't panic. Just if you come at it logically, it'll, it'll be fine. And when you go for discovery, our partners, our colleagues here at New River are definitely set up to help you. And hopefully, customers will hear that we understand their perspective. Yeah so much that that puts us in a strong position to be able to support them when they do choose the right make the right decision and choose the in river pim yeah thank you colin really happy to have you here at no worries. talk and delighted to have you as a colleague so yeah. thank you so much no worries thank you well done cheers. see you, see you around <laughs> all right cheers bye 
if you want to meet us this fall, there are a number of opportunities. Uh, we are attending an autumn networking dinner um, in London, UK, together with our partner Trisense. And that's on November 13th, so it's very soon. We're also having regular demo webinars, and the next one is November 14th. But we are doing those every second week. So you can follow us on LinkedIn and, and you will see when they are coming or you can check out our website for that. Um, we're going to attend World of Commerce 2019 in Amersfoort, Netherlands on November 21st. And we're going to have an after work in Denmark together with Microsoft and Kraftwerk where you can learn all about the benefits of PIM at that after work. Also, we have another online webinar why the ROI of PIM is measured by more than just revenue. And at that webinar, we will be um, having some feature speakers. It's going to be Amanda Leclerc from Forrester Research and also Elizabeth Haubenreiser, Product Data Manager at CERN Industries, together with our own Erica Goldwater um, as a moderator. And then I hope you already have it in your calendars. Pinpoint Summit 2020, the event of the year for everyone interested in product information management, adaptive merchandising, and how you can be better at selling your products everywhere. So I hope I'll see you at Pinpoint Summit 2020. It's April 1st and 2nd in Malmö, Sweden. Taking a look at trainings. Uh, we will have business consultant trainings in Chicago on December 3rd and 4th and also development training the same days. In Malmö, we have business consultant and developer trainings on November 20th, 21st. And if you want to prepare for these courses or if you are thinking about going another course uh, in the next year, you can take our preparatory course online. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow Pimtalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.